Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Welcome to the new people. Welcome back to the old reliables. I'm trying to get myself together here with this, um, <laughs> the um, volume. Please just give me a minute. All right. Um, okay. Hello? Hello? Okay. Just um, looking at this volume, making sure it's good. All right. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome and welcome back. I hope your day is going well. I hope all is well with you and your family. Uh, we are um, moving forward in First Kings. We are on um, outline number three, which is not really an outline, but it's number three, nonetheless. Um, I have some announcements before I move forward with this lesson. First, I want to say my throat is feeling much better. That terrible um, fire that they were having, not that far away from New York in Canada. And I guess it was um, going down, moving down the um, towards the south um, east, and it was um, bad everywhere, <laughs> bad everywhere, really. So um, it was making people sick, literally sick. So um, it's raining today, and you know that um, this is a. Um, pre-recorded lesson so um you will hear it on the sabbath but it's actually wednesday so it's raining today and it um it's giving the air a break and us a break because um my allergies were like on edge and you could probably hear a little bit of cracks in my voice it's just trying to get um trying to get healthy um, by staying um, indoors as much as possible. I have air purifiers and all that going on in my house. Always had them. Um, so I'm doing well, much better than I did um, the last time I was recording, um, which brings me into the recording situation. Um, I have been doing some re-uploads simply because um, when I check my stats, there's people that have not heard 
There's a lot of people that are um, tuning in every day and a lot of people have not heard various lessons. So I re-upload because every lesson is important. When I do a lesson, um, it's important to note because everything is relevant and every lesson goes into everything else. It gives you a full scope of understanding spiritual things. So if I'm doing a lesson on anything, it has something to do with everything I say and everything I upload because we have to be open spiritually to understand and be able to connect dots. That's what happens when the Ruach is dealing with you. When the Ruach is dealing with you, remember spiritual things trump earthly things. You may miss something being earthly, thinking carnally and looking carnally, but you ain't going to miss nothing when you in the spirit. When the Ruach is dealing with you, you're not going to miss nothing. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. You're going to be able to analyze everything. You're going to be able to see everything that people don't see. And what do I mean by this? If a carnal person who goes to church and reads the Bible, reads the Bible, they're never going to know, especially if they're a child of Israel, never going to know who they are, what the point is of reading this. All they're going to know is breakthrough, favor, anointed and all this other stuff they really not gonna get to the bottom of who they are and who they belong to okay i'm also talking about the second flock you're never gonna know who you are until the ruach is dealing with you you're never gonna understand exactly what these scriptures mean until the ruach is dealing with you and how to connect these scriptures and um cross-reference them to get the message that you need. And this is from the book of Enoch. I'm quoting from the book of Enoch because the book of Enoch says in chapter 103 that when the saints start um, getting this information from the heathens that stole it and, and lied about it, they're going to rejoice because they're going to understand what is being said by connecting dots. You're not going to be able to connect no dots if you're not in the spirit. Okay. Spiritual things trump earthly things. You're going to miss stuff being in the earthly way. You ain't going to miss nothing in a spiritual way. Okay. So um, that's that. Another thing I want to say is um, I'll be uploading various books. Um, I haven't been uploading a lot of books in a while. The only books I've really been uploading lately is when I go from book to book, you know, reading and cliff note in different books. I want you to hear the book straight out because <laughs> there's some people that just go, just read it. And some people act it out and stuff like that. So I upload it so that you can get what's being said. Um, a lot of people are not going to catch it. You know, they'll just listen, but they're not going to catch it. When I do the readings, I give you the commentary and a little bit of background on um, the people, the historical figures who lived it. Um, I give you as much background as I can and discuss who they are um, and um, why um, they do the things that they do, along with trying to get you to understand that um, with that encouragement, um, how people do their best to follow the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. But uh, the truth is that they, um, some people slip and fall. 
but you get back up, you dust yourself off and you be determined. And that's the point because these, there's a point to all of this that the most high has given us. It's not just about breakthrough and living an earthly life. There's a higher um, reason why the most high gives us this so that um, these people who live before us could be an example for us that we could do stuff. Because we look at these laws, we look at things and we say, we can't do that, but we can do it. We can do anything. We can do anything. So that's what I need you to understand because that's what the Most High continues to say. We can do anything, okay? Anything um, that you set your mind to, you could do with the Most High. You could do anything with the Most High, okay? So that's something that we need to know. A lot of times they don't tell you that in a church. <sighs> anyway. So, um, like I said, I'm going to be uploading, um, some books for you to listen to. Some of these books were, um, taken out of the original book that they call the Bible. Cause you already know there wasn't no Bible. There was a bunch of, um, uh, scrolls and, uh, ciphers that were put together. I already gave you that history. Um, and, um, a lot of these, um, scrolls were put together for a reason and a lot of times heathens put them together so th this is why you see excuse me in the new testament the way it's um, done it's not even done right in the new testament so um without going somewhere else um for the most part heathens did what they did but the most high is going to get his way no matter what they do so um, I'm going to be uploading books. I need you to listen to them. Um, they may sound foreign and they may sound confusing, some of them, but continue to listen. And as we continue to talk about the most highest word and you continue to uh, be focused on walking in his will by doing things that you need to do, okay, doing your job, then this will not be foreign to you. It will, um, you'll get more and more acquainted with it and the Most High um, will be able to send the Ruach to deal with you and then you'll understand exactly what everything is saying, okay? Um, like I said, the Most High don't give everybody everything and they don't, he doesn't give the same word to every, every um, saint because we understand and we learn differently. So the most high is going to accommodate us the way that he needs to, because he made us. Um, this is why he didn't give every prophet the same message. He didn't give every prophet the same message. And even though a lot of the prophets are saying the same thing, they're saying it in different ways. Why? Because the most high is telling them in different ways. Once you start understanding and knowing that, then you'll be able to get it. Okay, so like I said, I'm going to be uploading um, books. Um, another thing I want to say is I've been working on various lessons that um, need my full attention. That's another reason why I've um, been uploading, re-uploading things. Not only do you need to hear that, um, I need time to focus. And I mean every day. 
I need it. Um, I've been down a couple of weeks simply because I've had company and then I haven't been feeling well and I haven't been at my best. So I'm allowed to have those days just like you are. Um, we have to focus because we all living down here with the devil, period. Um, there's things happening to us every day that throw a monkey wrench in to our daily lives but we can't let that get us down so just like everybody else same thing happens to me um i'm slowly getting back to what i'm supposed to be doing and um like i said i've been doing lessons and um as i stated before i don't make up these lessons um certain Things that I do, uh, um, say like if I if I'm doing a lesson, and I'm not getting the inspiration from the Most High, sometimes it takes me a while to do it. If I'm doing it myself, but when I get the inspiration from the Ruach, it flows, and I could feel it. I mean, I could feel the lesson flowing out of me, and I know it's not me. I know it's not me. So. Sometimes when I want to do a certain lesson and it's me, I got to do the work. So there's a lot of lessons that I want you to know that it's for me. And I really have to do the work. When the Ruach is dealing with me, I don't have to do the work because he's showing me where to go. And I hope that you can understand and receive that. So there's a lot of things that I want you to know that's coming from me. I had to do the work. As far as the... um the lessons that's coming from the most high, I ain't had to do no work. It's just flowing. Like I said, I wrote three books. They flew out of me like water, really. And I'm looking and I'm saying, wow, where did that come from? Me and my husband, oh, wow, where did that come from? So, um, yeah. Um, in terms of my books, I'll be selling them and I'll let you know when I'll be um, uploading where you can get them. Um, and they're very beneficial. They're type of, they're a type of personal workbook and um, inspirational books. And um, it pulls, uh, it's meant to pull um, your inspiration out of you. And it's meant to um, keep the word of the most high within you. And that's probably a little um, above people's heads, what I just said. But um, if you see the book and um, if you scroll through the book, and I might just um, read it or do um, put it on that, um, I forgot the name, Audible. I may put it on Audible so that I can read it. But there's some books that are workbooks. So, I mean, you can actually write in them and stuff like that. So um, those I probably won't put on Audible, but I'm so busy. I didn't even get to do any of that um, lately. So um, I'll let you know when it um, becomes re-available because um, it was available at one time and then it wasn't and now it is again. <laughs> so, okay. Um, last thing I want to say is... Um, while I was doing my research and writing things up and doing whatever I need to do to catch up, because I like to be in the most highest word at all times. 
in everything I do. Focused on the Most High's word, open. But like I said, um, other things were happening. But um, as I continue to, because a lot of times I go through um, world events. And this is how I'm able to give you world events. I go to YouTube and I do world events. And the reason why I do it to do YouTube is it's easier. So um, I do the world events and I need people to understand that everything is relevant. And it is. So doing these world events, I want to say, not only do I do um, YouTube world events, but, you know, th those are also world events because sometimes um, news um, casters, they go on YouTube. And you already know that YouTube is getting ready to be like regular TV. So I say that to say there's a lot of false doctrines out there and people are believing it. But there's also a lot of truth being revealed. And that's what the scriptures say. When I say scriptures, I'm not only talking about that thing that they call the Bible. I'm talking about a lot of scriptures, a lot of scriptures. Like I said, once you start dealing with, um, well, once the, once the Ruach is dealing with you, you're going to catch everything. I don't care if it's a two word sentence, you're going to catch it. And the Most High says in many scriptures that the truth is going to be revealed. He's not saying it like I'm saying it, but the truth will be revealed. And there's a lot of truth out there that's being revealed, but there's also a lot of um, false doctrines out there. Ooh, and people are believing them. So if you do a little bit of homework and research, you will find the truth because that's scriptural. And you know, the Most High's word does not fall down void. The truth will be revealed if you are determined to find the truth. This is everybody. If you determine to find the truth and if you can handle it, you will receive that truth. A lot of people throughout history and even now, and even when we're not going to be here until the consummation of time, they're going to find the truth. A lot of people, a lot of people ain't going to be able to handle the truth because they're going to they're gonna see some stuff that. Their whole world was based on something else. And they're going to find out that the truth is what they just found out. And whatever their foundation was built on was a lie. People do not like the earth to move under their feet. Does anybody you know like an earthquake? Nobody likes an earthquake. Nobody likes ground that's moving under their feet. They needed to be um, stationary. They needed to be something that they can rely on. But when they find out the truth, it's going to be not like nothing they ever heard or relied on. And it's not going to sit well with a lot of people. But for those saints that have their hearts in a way, because the most high is going to fix your heart in a way that you're going to be able to receive truth, no matter what it looks like. Uh-huh. Literally and figuratively. You're going to be able to receive it. Okay, so like I said, if you're willing and you believe that you're able to receive this truth, do a little bit of research. It's coming. It's coming. And this is about everything, people, places, and things. That's what it's about. Okay, the truth is about people, places, and things. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who people are, where they came from, the places where um, people dwell, and the things that they're doing. Their actions and their thoughts. Oh, yeah. It's all about that. So people, places, and things. You're going to find out that everything you was taught was a lie. 
And once you find out that truth, a lot of people ain't going to be able to receive it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But you need to know the truth, okay? Because your life depends on it, especially the saints, meaning the original branches and the honorary branches, the two flocks that Yahshua said he's taken. You need to know the truth. Do not leave this earth without at least understanding something. Don't be in deception, okay? Don't take your last breath and be in deception because you're going to have a rude awakening. Okay, every day the truth is revealed. Every day. In science, in everything, every day the truth is revealed. And a lot of things that I say um, is from all of this stuff, okay? I'm not just talking willy-nilly, honey. I'm going to world events. I'm going to history. I'm going to biblical truth. I'm bringing it all. Yeah, a lot of people ain't going to receive this. A lot of people going to be, um, their hearts are going to be pricked. They're going to be admonished. They're going to be mad. But guess what? It is what it is. So I'm going to move on. And I will be drinking my um water periodically. Okay. So we are on... outline number three i guess i'm gonna have to call it somewhere something else but i do have outlines (laughs) and then i just read it out most of the time it's just um cliff notes so that's why i say outlines but um this is why i don't want people to say how can that be an outline and you're just reading it out well i'm not gonna be reading out everything um also i'm gonna start cliff noting again and this that's another reason why I just upload the whole book so that you can hear it. But I need you to understand intimately who these people are and what they've done. Okay, so I'm gonna do my best. Um, I'm gonna say one more thing before I read it. Sometimes, like I said, I'll be saying things. Sometimes I forget to say things. Sometimes I jumble things up. I'm human like everybody else. I'll try to correct what... Um, was not correct in the first place. Um, If I say something that may be considered incorrect or may be incorrect, and then I'll shed a little more light on why I said what I said and how I understand it to be, okay? A lot of people may not agree with that, but I'm trying to do my best to ring the bell. Most high is, um, I don't want to say compelling, but... I'll use it for lack of better word, compelling me to move forward and ring this bell. There's a lot of people that's doing it. Is everybody 100% right? No, but they doing their best. So I respect that. And I hope that you respect that. So um, I'm gonna move on with that. And we are gonna go to chapter seven. We're doing chapter seven, eight, and nine in first Kings. And um, I'll be reading the highlights and then I'll just be reading it right out. I don't know if I'm going to read Two Kings right out. I may just cliff note it. It's just, um, it's going to be Solomon. So Um, you're going to have the gist of what Solomon is about until he start messing up. I probably will just read that right on out so that you can understand that people are people on this earth. Even though you are a spiritual being, 
And at that time, they knew they were spiritual beings because the Most High was still talking directly to um, certain kings and definitely the prophets. So it get it will get to a point that nobody's going to listen to the prophet. And the prophet is the one who hears directly from the Most High. Remember, in the beginning, the children didn't want to listen to the Most High. He was talking directly to all of them. No, 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 we don't want to listen to you. Oh, give us a prophet. He gave them a prophet. No, 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 we're not listening to the prophet and we're going to kill him because we don't like what he said. Knowing they're going well, the Most High told them from the beginning, you know, um, I'm going to give you the distinction of how to distinguish a prophet, a true prophet from a false prophet. It's in there. He told the children of Israel, no, 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 they don't want to listen to it. So they're going to take it upon themselves to kill the prophet. And that's why we in the position we in. I'm telling you, honey. And then they want a king. No, we don't want you, Most High. We don't want you. Even though the Most High gave them everything. No, we don't want you. So why are the children of Israel in the position they're in? Why have they been scattered and they are currently living in the land of their captivity? Why are they not living in the land that the Most High gave them? I'm telling you, the truth is being revealed. If you do the homework, you'll know who the children of Israel are. Whatever I'm describing, I'm describing right out this book. I'm describing everything, your countenance, the way you look, the way you acting, your thoughts. The children of Israel are the children of Israel, period. You're going to know they held raises. They are. That's why the most I said only a remnant is going. I don't have to tell you or describe to you, which I did in the platform library, who the children of Israel are. The children of Yaakov, blood running in their veins, relatives. There is no such thing as um, spiritual um, Israel. Who's that? The children of Israel are living and breathing and acting like kooks. That's what they acting like. Complete idiots. Okay? Idiotas. Okay? That's how they acting. This is why the Most High is only going to take a remnant of them. Okay? He's weeding out the rebels. So now we're not going to keep going through this. I already told you who the children of Israel are. They already scattered and it's going to bring me another, it's going to bring me somewhere else too. I'm almost finished with the lesson I said, and I'm, I'm working on it right now as we speak. So I will get to that. I ain't going to say what it is, but you'll know by Wednesday, praise your hallelujah, what it is, but you're going to know who the children of Israel are. Okay. And that's not the most important thing either. That's not the most important thing of knowing who the children of Israel are because the children of Israel got to get their stuff together. They got to get it together because they all over the place, literally and figuratively. They all over the place with false doctrines, um, thinking that they the Gentiles, sinning and doing what everything, um, everything else the other heathen nations do. That's what the children of Israel are doing. They in the land of their captivity and in the land that they got scattered out of. That's where they are just following everybody else and being idiots yeah that's the children of israel in a nutshell okay but during this time going towards the end the most high is tapping people on the shoulder oh and he's doing it rapidly and they waking up and doing everything they need to do because the most high said he's gonna pour out his spirit in the end days people gonna be doing what they need to do they're gonna do their job okay all right they're gonna do the best they can under the circumstances okay and I do not fault nobody who's doing the best they can under their circumstances. We all got to walk this life until we 
take our last breath. We're going to do the best we can under the circumstances. And that's what we was made to do. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to go through chapter seven and I am in the Amplified Bible. Okay. I already told you why I'm not going through the thee and thou King James, even though the King James is uh, the closest, but I also have a CIFA, which is it's better than um, <laughs> the thee and thou. It's, it's a lot of, I, I can't. Anyway, I'm going to be uh, doing that. And I may be attacking people's name and chopping them up like I'm the barber of Seville. So forgive me for that. Um, I didn't even take time to get these names um, pronounced properly. So if I am reading a name that I ain't getting, I probably just go over it or do the best I can. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, Like I said, the highlights. Oh, let me put my glasses on because my eyes are very blurry. Oh. All right. The highlights of chapter seven is um, First Kings 7 and 1, the building of Solomon's house two through five is of the house of lebanon verse six of the porch of pillars seven of the porch of judgment eight through twelve of the house for pharaoh's daughter thirteen through twenty two hiram's work of the two pillars twenty three through twenty six of the molten sea 27 through 37 of the 10 bases, 38 and 39 of the 10 labors, 40 through 51, and all the vessels. So let's do this. You already know um, Solomon's the king and he's building a home for the omnipresent most high who really doesn't need a home, but excuse me, since they had this thoughtfulness about them, King David. Most High is entertaining it. Okay. And um, he's happy that they thought about him. And that's a wonderful thing. We got to think about the Most High just like he thinks about us. Focus on the Most High. Focus, focus, focus. Don't look to the left or the right. Mm -hmm. That's what the Most High says. Because the left and the right is wickedness. You got to be focused. Anyway, all right, chapter seven. Now Solomon built his own palace in 13 years and he finished all of the house in that time. He also built the house for the forest of Lebanon. Its length was 100 cubits, which is 150 feet. Its width, 50 cubits, 75 feet, and its height, 30 cubits, 45 feet. Upon four rows of cedar, pillars and cedar beams upon the pillars. And it was covered with cedar as the roof in the supporting beams that were upon the 45 pillars, 15 in each row. There were artistic window frames. We already know that. That's where the Catholics got their stuff. In three rows. And the windows were opposite windows in the three tiers. All the doorways and the doorposts and the windows had squared artistic frames. And the window was opposite window in three 
That's what it says. And the window was opposite window and three tiers. He also made the hall of pillars and its length was 50 cubits, which is 75 feet. And the width was 30 cubits, which is 45 feet. There was a porch in front and pillars and a threshold in front of them. He made the hall from the throne where he was the judge. The hall of judgment. It was paneled with cedar from one floor to another floor. His house where he was to live, the other courtyard behind the hall was of similar workmanship. Solomon also made a house like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter. Remember, he married Pharaoh's daughter. Now, let me just say this. Who was Pharaoh's daughter at the time? I already told you, they're Hamites. It's only Hamites, Shemites, and Japhethites that's on this earth. Now, today, as we speak, as I speak, there's a lot of mixed and mingled people. This is why the Egyptians, who is Mizraim, they don't look like the early Egyptians. And that's why there's a fight for these mixed Egyptians talk about they was never quote unquote black. There's no such thing as black and white. I already told you they're social constructs. There are melanated people and non-melanated people, two ends of two spectrums. And in the middle of that are the degrees of melanin, okay, from mixed and mingled people. Understand that, know that. I already told you, you live in a lie. There's no such thing as black and white, okay? Black and white are colors. People back in the days, um, back in biblical days, they would call the people of the sun and they had different names, even though the people who were melanated did not consider themselves that. Now, all of a sudden, the fourth kingdom is naming everybody everything. And it's wrong as two left feet. Understand that. I already told you, when people find out what the real truth is, they're not going to believe their ears or their eyes. And a lot of people are not going to be able to receive this truth. It is what it is. Like I said, Solomon built the same type of structure for Pharaoh's daughter, who was a Hamite and just as black as tar, just like Solomon. Okay, whom he married. All these were expensive stones of cut, Wait a minute. All these were expensive stones. Yeah. Cut according to the measure, sword with swords, inside and outside, even from the foundation to the copying and from the outside of the great courtyard. Now, let me say this. Did you hear what they said when they said it was sword? Now, I'm going to tell you this. Those swords... It, they're not like today's swords, obviously, because one of the prophets was sword in two with a wooden sword. I want you to understand that and I want you to receive that and, and, and understand what's being said. A wooden sword, you being sword in half with a wooden sword. Mm -hmm. How much work and how much muscle do you have to use when you're doing stuff like that? And I say this to say that the children of Israel were powerful. They were strong. They was beautiful. They was all of that. 
when they in the will of the most high. Understand that and know that. Now, verse 10, the foundation was of expansive stones, large stones, stones of 10 cubits and stones of eight cubits. And above the foundation were expensive stones, stones cut according to measure and cedar. So the great courtyard all around had three rows of cut stone in a row of cedar beams like the inner courtyard of the house of the most high and the porch of the house. Hiram's work in the temple. Now King Solomon sent word and brought Hiram a skilled craftsman. I'm going to say this too. Children of Israel, they had um, they had not only did they have strength, they had um, oh gosh, I'm I'm forgetting the word. Um, they were good tradesmen. I'll just say it like that. They were good tradesmen. So this particular person, Hiram, was a skilled craftsman. And they had trades and stuff when they ran from Israel into Africa, from North Africa to the West, they were all trade. Well, they all had trades. I'm not going to say, you know, tradesmen in a particular area, but they all had different trades. They were not like the um, Hamites at all. Today, if you go to um, Africa and different countries within Africa, you, you could tell the children of Israel. If you have an eye, you will be able to tell who the children of Israel are because they still act the same. They still knuckleheads and all that. Not unless certain um, children of Israel are falling behind the Hamites. And I have to say Hamites because everybody believes that all melanated people can, uh, are African and they're not. They call them African, but they're not even called African. I already told you about that term African or Africa. That's not even the original name. That's why I say Hamites and Shemites. The Shemites who are the children of Israel, some of them act like the Hamites. And just because they all melanated does not mean they all came from the same place. Just like not all Europeans is the same. Okay? And uh, the Europeans uh, got everybody believing they diverse and they the smallest group all over. They're the smallest. Okay? They got everybody thinking they diverse and the melanated people on the face of this earth is all from the same. Lies. And more lies. Lies. Like I said, when the truth is revealed, people not going to be able to receive it. And I don't have anything against anybody. The bad thing is I have to say that. But the truth is we have to receive the truth. Okay. And it's not, um, it's not being, um, bias and it's not being quote unquote racist i already told you what racist is when you're saying different races it's different nations it's not racist because well actually it could be because races contain species okay races is more like species so there are different types of species of people wrapped up in a coat that look like a human being yes that's true <laughs> that's why i said Every day, the truth is going to be revealed. There's different type of humanoid beings, okay? And there's different people that look like you and me. That Their blood is with different types of humanoids. That's not human. Now, if you talk about that, okay. But as far as racism goes, 
if you really doing homework, real homework, then you understand race means species. Okay. Not nation. Nation is different. Dealing with your own nations, but true and true. According to the blood that runs in your veins, that's how you could tell who's from a different race and who ain't. Just saying. Anyway, I'm going to read it again. Verse 13. Now King Solomon sent word and brought Hiram, a skilled craftsman to, from Tyre. He was the son of a widow from the tribe of Naphtali. Mm-hmm. Children of Israel. His father was a man of Tyre. A craftsman in bronze. I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. Now, listen to me. Listen. I already told you, you're going to learn something every time I say something. My little commentary. Go to the European museums. Natural history and whatever museum they got. Whose stuff do they have in those museums? Whose children of Israel been working with bronze since people been in the mount they've been skilled craftsmen they've been educated they've been all of that since before other species of men came out the mount okay i'm gonna need you to be real and honest with yourself and let it be what it is go to any european museum and whose stuff is in it of bronze and all of that that was never worked with anywhere else. Whose stuff is there that they trying to get back now? A lot of people who they call an African that ain't African. And even though African is uh, somebody with somebody's name who came and conquered some part of uh, Mesopotamia that is North, they're calling it North Africa. Child, we're not going to get into it right now. I'm just saying, okay? Whose stuff is in the European museums? And when I say European, I mean all the European um, uh, provinces or countries. Whose stuff is in the catacombs? Whose stuff is in Poland? Whose stuff is in Rome? Whose? And you know who they are. Back to what I was saying. Because it's not theirs. Hiram was filled with wisdom. Aha, the children of Israel. Understanding of skill for doing any kind of work in bronze. Did I not say that they was good tradesmen? Mm -hmm. They knew exactly what they was doing. Most high blessed them. So he came to King Solomon and he did all his bronze work. Uh -huh. He cast the two pillars of bronze. The one pillar was 18 cubits high and measuring lines of 12 cubits measured the circumference of both. He also made two capital crowns of cast bronze to put on, hold on, because I'm reading from this book. The tops of the pillars, the height of one capital was five cubits and the height of the other capital was five cubits. Yeah, five and five. There were nets, of network lattice work and twisted threads reefs of chain work from the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars seven for one capital and seven for the other so Hiram made the pillars in this manner the two rows around the one network to cover the capitals which were on the top of the pomegranates uh-huh let me tell you something about pomegranates 
a lot of times in those uh, places that they call the Middle East, that was Africa. Well, it's not really Africa, Mesopotamia. All of those areas, because you already know um, stuff was sectioned off and people renamed stuff and time went by, blah, blah, blah. I say that to say pomegranates were important to the children of Israel. And some even say that there was no quote unquote apple. It was a pomegranate or grapes. That's what they say in um, Genesis. All right. And he did the same for the other capital. The capitals which were upon the top of the pillars in the porch where the lily work design were four cubits. The capitals were on the two pillars and also above and close to the round projection, which were beside the network. There were 200 pomegranates in rows around both capitals. Hiram set up the pillars at the porch of the temple. He set up the right pillar and named it Jackin. You already know there is no such thing as, uh, there was no J's back then, so Jackin. May he establish so you know that's not the real name. And he set up the left pillar and he named it Boaz. And it is strength. That's what it's, um, that's the name, what it means. On the top of the pillars was Lily work design. So the work of the pillars were finished. Now he made the sea basin of cast metal, 10 cubits, from brim to brim, circular in form, five cubits high and 30 cubits in circumference. Under its brim were gourds encircling it 10 to a cubit, completely surrounding the sea. The gourds were in two rows, cast in one piece with it. It stood on 12 oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, three facing east, the sea was set on top of them and all their rear parts pointed inward. It was a hand width thick. It was, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, like a lily blossom. Oh, that sounds nice. He had 2,000 baths. Oh my, 2,000 baths. Then Hiram made 10 bronze stands for smaller basins. The length of each stood about four cubits. Its width was four cubits and its height was three cubits. This was the design of the stands. They had borders between the frames. On the borders between the frames were lions, oxen, and cherubim. In all the frames, there was a pedestal above beneath the lions oxen, etc., were borders of hanging work. Now each stand had four bronze wheels with bronze axles and its four feet had supports for the basin. Beneath the basin were cast supporters with borders on each side. Its opening inside the crown at the top measured a cubit. 
and its opening was round like the design of a pedestal, a cubit and a half. Also on its opening were carvings and their borders were square, not round. Underneath the borders were four wheels and the axles of the wheels were on a stand and the height of a wheel was a cubit and a half. The wheels were made like the chariot wheel. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all cast. Now there were four supports at the four corners of each stand. The supporters were the part of the stand itself. On the top of the stand, there was a circular piece, half a cubit high, and on the top of the stand, its supports and borders were part of it. And on the surface of the supports and its borders, Hiram engraved cherubim, lions, and palm-shaped decorations according to the available space for each of the borders all around. So he was just an artisan. He was artistic, this man, because he was doing everything by the eye. So what I just read was, um, he did all of these um, shapes of lions and, and cherubim and um, palm-shaped decorations, depending on how much space he had. So that describes an artisan. It wasn't like he was just doing stuff willy-nilly. He, he It was just in him. He was just an artist. He made the 10 stands like this, and they all had one casting, one measure, and one form. Then he made 10 basins of bronze. Each basin held 40 baths and was four cubits. And there was one basin on each of the 10 stands. I need you to remember what I'm saying in regards to this. Because when the fourth kingdom and the third kingdom come, they're going to destroy everything and steal. That's how they got what they got. Uh-huh. That's what I was saying. Hold on. Then he placed the bases five on the right or south and five on the left or the north. And he set the sea of cast metal on the right side of the house toward the southeast. Now Hiram made the basins and the shovels and the bowls. So Hiram finished all the work which he'd done for King Solomon in the house of the Most High. So you see all the special stuff and everything that he did had significance. I already told you the pomegranates and all of that. He made all of this for the most high's house. Now I'm going to say this. A bridge of this is the book of Barak. Actually, the apocalypse of Barak. When the heathens come and tear up the most high's house, they tear down the temple. Uh-huh. And they try to steal everything because the Ark of the Covenant is supposed to be in this house. And the Most High, before the heathens came in, because the Most High told Barak, I'm going to let these heathens come in here and destroy this house. And then y'all going to go in captivity. But before they steal this house, I'm going to take the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. I'm going to take all the things that's significant and then they can open up the house. I'm going to leave and then they can um, knock down the house. You better go to the apocalypse of Barak. Okay, because that's what he's telling Barack. Oh, I'm going to let the heathens come in here and tear this 
place down. I'm going to take the Ark of the Covenant and whatever else I need to take, I'm taking that. The angels is coming to get it. They're going to tell the earth to open his mouth. I'm bringing it down for safekeeping. And then I'm going to leave and they could come and uh, tear up the house. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I want you to know that the bridge for this, because you just got a sample of exactly what was in the uh, the temple of the most high and outside the temple. So you understand exactly what was in and outside the temple. And you already know that the house was built for the ark and the most high, the covenant and the most high. Okay. So anybody looking for the cover, the ark of the covenant, honey, you'll be looking forever because the most high has it. There's scriptures that tell you this, just saying, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Okay. Hold on. Okay, the two pillars, now I'm on um, verse 41. The two pillars and the two bowls of the capitals, which were on the top of the two pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the two capitals, which are on top of the pillars and the 400 pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of the pomegranates for each network covered the two bowls of the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars, the 10 stands and the 10 basins on the stands, one sea basin and the 12 oxen under the sea, the pails and the shovel, shovels, excuse me, of the bowls, all these utensils which Hiram made for King Solomon in the house of the Most High were polished bronze. <laughs> In the plain of Jordan of the Jordan River, you already know it's not Jordan, it's Yarden. The king cast them in the clay ground between Succoth and Zarathin. Solomon left all the utensils unweighed because there were so many, the weight of the bronze could not be determined. Mm -hmm. Solomon made all the other furniture which was in the house of the Most High, the incense altar of gold, the table of gold, which, were, which was the bread of the presence, the lampstands of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the left, the front of the Holy of Holies, the inner sanctuary, which the flowers and the lamps and the ton tongs of gold. Verse 50, the cups, snuffles, bowls, spoons, fire pans of pure gold and the hinges of gold, both for the doors of the inner house, the holy of holies, and for the doors of the house, the main room, which is the holy place, 51. So all the work of King Solomon that he did in the house of the most high was completed. Solomon brought in the things which David, his father had dedicated the silver, the gold, the utensils. And he put them in the treasuries of the most high's house. Understand that. Know that this is important. Mm -hmm. This is important. So now, you know, what the house of the most high consisted of. So, you know, the heathens wanted to get in there and just start stealing and pillaging. And they did pillage a lot of stuff, but they didn't pillage the important stuff that the most high took. Go to the um, apocalypse of um, Barak. And you know what? 
that's a part of some of the books that I'm going to upload because you need to understand what happened. I'm going to up, upload Maccabees, all that. You need to understand what happened to the children of Israel and who the true children of Israel are. I'm going to keep proving, baby. But on the shadow of a doubt, you're going to know who the children of Israel are. <laughs> you're going to know. And your heart is going to be pricked, uh, original uh, vines. And second flock, you're going to be astonished. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, now we are on chapter eight. And the highlights for eight is First um, Kings 8, 1 through 11, the feast of dedication of the temple. 12 to 21, Solomon's blessing. 22 to 53, Solomon's prayer. 54 to 61, Solomon's blessing. 62 to 66, his sacrifice of peace offerings. Mm -hmm. Now we on eight. The ark brought into the temple. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Yasharel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the father's households of the sons of Yasharel to King Solomon in Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. There's a whole shindig they doing. From the city of David, which is in Zion, all of the men of Yasharel assembled before King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ithanim. They say in September through October, but you already know that's a farce. Anyway, that is the seventh month. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to pay attention to what I'm getting ready to say. If there's a month of Ithanim, which is September through October, how could it be the seventh month? How could it be the seventh month? Because what is September? The ninth month today, right? <laughs> and October is the 10th month. So how could it be the seventh month? So somebody's lying. And it ain't the children of Israel because they didn't go through months. Okay? So right there's a lie. I'm telling you, let he who has the ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Now, somebody who's carnal would not even catch that. I'm telling you, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. If you really want to know spiritual things, search for the Most High, his kingdom and his righteousness. Search for him because they're going to come and they're going to teach you what's right and what's wrong. Right there is wrong. Because if September is supposed to be the ninth month and October is supposed to be the 10th month, how is it the seventh month? I already told you back in biblical days, it was only 10 months. Now it's 12. They just add in all kinds of stuff. Wickedness and lies. Okay. The devil is fooling everybody. I said what I said. Okay. You're going to know the truth and the truth is going to make you free. Back to what I was saying. All of the elders of Yasharel came and the priests carried the ark. They brought up the ark of the most high and the tent of meeting and the holy utensils that were in the tent. The priests and the Levites brought them up. King Solomon and all the congregation of Yasharel, who is the um, assembly. I already told you, no church. They the congregation and assembly. It wasn't even congregation. It was actually assembly. Anyway. Of Yasharel, who had assembled before him, 
were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen so that so many that they could not be counted or numbered. So they was just killing all kinds of animals for the sacrifice. Then the priest brought the ark of the covenant to the most high of the most high to his place into the inner sanctuary of the house, into the holy of holies under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim covered the ark and its carrying poles from above. And the poles were so long that the ends of the poles were visible from the holy place that was in front of the holy of holies. That's how big they were. But they were not visible from the outside. They were to this day, the date of this writing. Uh -huh. The date of the writing that was written. Okay. Not to today, because we are, I already told you where the ark is. Most I got it. I didn't already say what I said. Okay. There was nothing in the ark except for the two tables of stone. I already told you, those are the commandments. And like I said, if those commands was here today, because they was on sapphire stones, they would be priceless. Just saying. There was nothing in the ark except for the two tablets of stone, which Moses put in Horeb, which is Sinai. I already said what I said. Those are the Ten Commandments of the children of Yasharel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be followed to the end, which is a part of the lesson that I'm going to do. <laughs> Where the Most High made the covenant with the children of Israel. Mm-hmm, nobody else. When they came out of the land of Mizraim, and a bridge of that would be Deuteronomy 10, 2 through 5. Praise your hallelujah. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm highlighting now. We gotta do stuff. All right. Now it happened that when the priest had come to the holy place, the cloud, listen, when the priest came to the holy place, the cloud who is the most high also, the priest could not stand in their positions to minister because the cloud for the glory and brilliance of the most high had filled the temple. Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. That's right. Most high went in there to check it out. Nobody could stand next to that house because the most high was going in there to look at it. Solomon addresses the people. Now, at that time, let me just say that at that time, the, the most high was walking amongst the children. They still was being insubordinate. He having little squabbles here and there. You know, they was fighting on each other. Who are these children again? What nation fights on each other, separated from each other? You can't put five in the house. They're always fighting each other, gunning each other down. Those are the children of Israel. <laughs> Nobody else. Those are the children of Israel. They've been doing this since the beginning of time. Fighting on each other and doing all kinds of stupid stuff. Yeah, that's them. Like I said. Then Solomon said, the Most High has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness of the cloud. Uh-huh. I have certainly built you a lofty house, a place for you to dwell in forever. This is Solomon saying. 
Then the king turned around and blessed all the assembly. Aha, uh -huh, that's who we are, the assembly of Yasharel. While all the assembly of Yasharel was standing, he said, blessed be the most high. Praise him, RL. Yes, honey. Blessed be the most high. Hold on, I'm highlighting. The L of Yasharel, the power of Yasharel. L mean power. Who spoke with his mouth to my father, David, and has fulfilled it with his hand saying, since the day I brought my people, Yasharel, out of Mizraim, I did not choose a particular city out of all the tribes of Yasharel in which to build a house so my name, which is his presence, would be in it. But I chose David over my people, Israel. What happened now? And I'm going to explain to you what that means. Since the children didn't listen, I already told you, oh, no, we don't want you to talk to us. Oh, no, we want a, a prophet. Oh, no, we want a king. So the most High said, uh-uh. I'm going to choose a particular person to carry out what I need to do. So he chose David, but he didn't want David to do it. He wanted Solomon to do it. Why? Because David was doing stuff he ain't had no business. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And remember, Solomon didn't do none of that yet. He ain't walk uh, crooked and look this way and that, except from uh, marrying this Egyptian who is Mizraim, who is uh, 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 Hamite, because Solomon is a Shemite. Okay, both look the same. This is why Yasharel, who are uh, Shemites, can run into Egypt. Today they can't, because the remnant of whatever that is over there today, no disrespect, is saying they ain't from the Hamites. Hamites is straight up, you might as well just say what the uh, social construct is, black. Okay, even though that's not real, it's a social construct. Y'all need to understand what a construct is. It's something that, that's made up by a group of people who was ruling. Not just hear that part, but it's a social construct made up by pe powerful people. People who were um, dominating and ruling. You already know the fourth kingdom was the ones that was worse than everybody and still ruling today. Better start doing some homework. That's what I said. They naming uh, indigenous people, Indians and all that. And that ain't even who they are. Understand who's who. Back to what I was saying. Now it was determined in the heart of my father, David, to build a house, which is a temple for the name of the Most High, the El of Yasharel. But the Most High said to my father, David, because it was in your heart to build a house in my name, you did well. In that, it was in your heart. Remember, he's saying, thank you for thinking of me. Nevertheless, you shall not build a house, but your son who shall be born to you, it will be him who will build it for my name and my presence. I already told you why David couldn't build it. Uh-huh. I told you why already. Understand that, know that. Now the Most High has fulfilled his word. And I'm going to say this. I already told you. Everything the Most High says, everything, 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 everything that the Most High says will come to fruition. Everything that the Most High says will come to fruition. And I need you to understand that. You know why? Because there's some stuff that's in these scriptures that's horrible and terrible that concerns the whole world and it's going to happen. Uh -huh, I'm going to say it again. 
the most high's word will not fall down void. If he said he gonna kill all the nations for killing his children, if he said he gonna kill all the nations for wickedness, if he said he gonna kill all the nations for not listening to his Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands, that's what he's gonna do. And it will be proven as we move on. I need you to understand the magnitude and power of what is being said because it's gonna happen. Okay, we at the end of this book and it's all kinds of stuff happening right now. The most high said what he said and it will come to pass. Understand that. Okay. And he said that his children gonna be spared because right now they are being slapped, slammed, humiliated, killed, put in jail, uh, being drugged by trucks, lied to, lied on, being told they homosexuals. Child. The children of Israel is going through hell and high water right now. But later on, it's going to be all good. Uh -huh. And we're going to talk about that later. But like I said, verse 20, now the Most High has fulfilled his word. And that's what he did. In regard to that, I have risen to the place of my father, David, and have taken my seat on the throne of Yasharel. Just as the Most High promised and have built the house, which is the temple for the name of the Most High, the El of Yasharel. Uh -huh. <laughs> there I have made a place in the Holy of Holies for the Ark of the Covenant, which is the solemn agreement, a covenant, of the most high, which he made with our fathers, the children of Israel. <laughs> and I need you to know that too, because it's supposed to be followed to this day, 2023 and beyond until the consummation of time. Back to what I'm saying. Because y'all need to understand what that means. Okay. It don't mean, all right, just drop everything. Just believe that's not even real. Anyway. Like I said, the agreement between the Most High and the children of Israel, when he brought them out of the land of Mizraim, which is Exodus 34 and 28. I need you to even pay attention to numbers. 34 and 28 is significant. Those are significant numbers. If anybody knows anything about the at numbers, spiritual numbers, and if the Most High is dealing with you, you understand what I'm talking about. The prayer of dedication, 22. Then Solomon stood in the courtyard before the altar of the Most High in the presence of all the assembly of the children of Israel and spread his hands toward heaven. He said, oh, Yah, the El of Yasharel, there is no El like you in heaven above or on the earth below. Uh -huh. And you already know there's things in the heavens, in the firmament. You already know they are. There's things there because you ain't fighting flesh and blood, baby. Okay. You already know there's things in the firmament and there's things on earth and under the earth, under the earth. Yes. Like I said, I'm gonna read again. 23. Oh, yeah. The El of Yasharel, there's no El like you in heaven above or the earth below who keeps the covenant and shows loving kindness to your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. And that's what we're supposed to do today. 
today in 2023, this is what we're supposed to do. Uh-huh. Both flocks. Okay. Understand that. Know that when you have kept what you promised to your servant, my father, David, you have spoken with your mouth and have fulfilled your word with your hand as it is this day. Now, therefore, O L, well, O Yah, the L of Yasharel, keep for your servant, my father, David, that which you promised him, you said that you shall not be without a descendant to sit on the throne of Yasharel. If only your sons take heed to their way of life and walk before you according to your laws as I have done. Listen, 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 because that's what the Most High said to Solomon. If you walk in my will, which is in my Lord's statutes, precepts, and command, there will always be a child of Israel in the line of the kings that's going to be the king. That's what he said. And it's still going to be that. It's going to be that because the most high's word does not fall down void. Even though the children are being humiliated today, honey, in the next life, it will be just like the most high said. I already told you the most high's not even talk about this life right now. He's talking about get yourself in gear for the next life. That's what he's saying. Because he already left everything you need here. He left everything the two flocks need right here. Because he's already on the next life, baby. He's not bound by space and time. He's not here. He's everywhere at all times, but literally uh, build your um, all, everything you need in heaven, not here. Build all the stuff that you need in heaven because you need to go to the next um, life, okay? That's for all those people who's ready and willing to do the work, okay? He ain't talking about this life no more because it's already condemned. It's already condemned, Know that when Yeshua came down here, he already testified against it. Know that already. That's a part of the consummation of time. We ain't going to talk about that right now, but I will get on it. Anyway, verse 26. Now, O Yah of Yasharel, please let your word, which you have spoken to your servant, David, my father, be confirmed. And it was. But will Yah indeed dwell in the earth, on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. Listen to what it's saying. It's saying heaven and the highest heaven. Why would it say heaven and the highest heaven? Because I already told you, the firmament, which is the skies, that's where the wickedness lives. That's why you ain't fighting flesh and blood, because that's where the wickedness is. I already told you that. That's why he's naming heaven twice, because the heaven of heavens is where the heavenly angels dwell and the most high lives everywhere, because he's omnipresent. Told you that already. Anyway. I'm going to read it again, 27. But you, Yah, indeed dwell in, indeed dwell on earth. This is Solomon asking the question. Behold, the heaven of the highest heaven cannot contain you. Understand that because he's everywhere. How much less this house, which I have built. And it, Solomon already knows the most high care fit in that house. Literally, he can't fit in the house because he's big. If the earth is his footstool and the heavens his throne, how big is he? How is he fitting in the house on earth at on his footstool? Understand that. This is a metaphor. He already understands. He knows this already. Solomon knows this. But the good gesture went out. I'm still going to give it to you. That's just like your one of your children wanting to make you a mud pie. 
And you're going to love that mud pie. Why? Because your child thought about you to make you that mud pie. Now, literally, the mud pie don't mean nothing to you. But because your child thought about you, said, I'm going to make this mud pie for my mommy or my daddy and gives it to you. It's going to mean everything to you because your baby thought about you. Understand that. 28. Yet graciously consider the prayer of your servant and his supplication. Oh, Yamael, to listen to the loud cry and to the prayer which your servant prays before you today, that your eyes may be open toward this house night and day, toward the place of which you have said, my name, which is my presence, shall be there, that you may listen to the prayer which your servant shall pray toward this place. Listen to the prayer of your servant and of your people, Yasharel, which they pray toward this place. Here in heaven, your dwelling place, hear and forgive. He's asking for forgiveness. If a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath of innocence, and he has come to take the oath before your altar, in his house, which is the temple, then hear from heaven and act and judge your servants, condemning condemning the wicked by bringing his guilt on his own head and justifying the righteous by rewarding him in accordance with his righteousness. And that's a part of the law. Judging uh, the children according to their righteousness is a part of the law. It's not saying that, but it's describing it what you should do, what you shouldn't do. That's why you need to listen to the laws. There's so much more complex than just being plain old laws. And not only that, they're um, ethical and moral. Understand how powerful the laws are. They ain't just words on the paper. They ain't just 613 of the laws and 10 commands. No, they are life. They are how you should live. This is why in the New Testament, it still says follow the laws. Stop playing. Yeshua came to fulfill the laws, which means in a nutshell, he came down here after the five and a half days to correct what Adam messed up. And now that we moving towards the end of the world, a part of that was Yeshua came to condemn the world, which means testify against it. That's why these heathens hated it. The devil got into the hearts of even some of the saints and turned over Yeshua to be sacrificed. But little did they know this was done before the foundation of the world. So who's in control? Stop playing. 33. Woo. Oof. Hold on. Oh. I needed some water after that. Praise him. Now, when people of Yasharel are defeated before any enemy because they have sinned against you, and this is why they defeated, this is why the children of Israel scattered today, because they didn't listen. They didn't listen and they sinned. This is why they scattered, okay? This is why they're scattered as a nation and scattered individually against each other. Who are the children of Israel again? You're going to know who the children of Israel are. 
you're going to know them because they did not listen. This is what it's all about. It's all about listening to the most high. That's what it's about. I'm going to read it again. And when your people, Yasharel, are defeated before an enemy, any enemy, because they have sinned against you, and then they turn to you again and praise your name and pray and ask for your favor and compassion in this house, which is the temple. Then hear from heaven. This is what um, Solomon is asking and praying the most high do. And he will, but he is going to let the children of Israel suffer because they didn't listen. Then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people, Yasharel, and bring them back to the land which you gave their fathers. And you, the most high is going to do that. They're not there now, but the most high is going to do it. Okay, hold on. Oh, my nose is stuffed up. Then the heavens are shut up and there's no rain because they have sinned against you. And they pray toward the place and pray, pray, and they pray toward this place and praised your name and turn from their sin and you afflict them. Then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants and of your people, Yasharel. Indeed, teach them the good way in which they should walk. <laughs> teach them the good way in which they should walk and live. Because if they don't, they're going to be scattered. They're going to be going to jail. They're going to be getting killed. They're going to be martyred. Exactly what's happening today and happening back then. And send the rain on your land, which you have given to your people as an inheritance. If there is famine in the land or if there is pestilence, which is a plague, we just got out of a pestilence, which is a plague, blight, mildew, excuse me, migratory locusts, excuse me, grasshoppers. If their enemy besieges them in the land of their cities, whatever affliction or plague, whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer or pleading is made by any individual or by your people, Yasharel, each knowing the affliction of his own heart and spreading his hands out toward this house where you dwell, Father Yah. Then here in heaven, your dwelling place, and forgive. Uh-huh, he's asking most high. And give each according to his ways, whose heart and mind you know, for you and you alone know the hearts of all the children of men. What? 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 For you, oh Yah, know the hearts of all the children of men. Even those people running with other, other, um, other humanoid uh, blood in their veins. The Most High knows your heart too. Uh -huh. Everybody's heart, because He made them all. Mm -hmm. he knows all the hearts this is why he's gonna destroy this earth so that they may fear you with reverence and awe all the days that they live in the land which you have given to our fathers moreover concerning a foreigner who is not of your children israel this is also concerning foreigners uh-huh but comes from far a distant land 
for the sake of your name to plead with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on, because I'm highlighting when I'm reading out this book. I need these highlights. For they will hear of your great name, and that's exactly what will happen and has happened. For your strong hand of power and outstretched arm, when he comes and prays towards this house, which is a temple, hear from heaven your dwelling place and do according to all which the foreigner calls upon and prays to you for, so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you with reverence and awe as do your children who are Israel and that they may know without any doubt mm -hmm, that this house which I have built is called by your name understand that because in the last days which we are in the last days some fool gonna build a temple some fool's gonna build a temple and it ain't gonna be the children of Israel because they ain't even there some fool gonna build a temple and all hell gonna break loose. Anyway, 44. When your people go out to battle against their enemies by whatever way you send them and they pray to the most high toward the city which you have chosen and the house that I have built in your name and presence, then hear in heaven their prayer. And they're pleading and maintain their right to defend their cause. Then they, when they sin against you for where is no man who does not sin. Aha, uh -huh, I told you, everybody has fallen short of the glory of the most high. Everybody, nobody's better than nobody else. No matter how much they believe that, they probably fall more. <laughs> when they point your fingers child I already told you when you point one finger at somebody three are pointing back at you one's pointing up or to the side that thumb is pointing up honey yes anyway you are angry with them and you are angry let me read it again since they have sinned against you for there is no man on earth that does not sin and you are angry with them and hand them over to their enemy so that they are carried away captive to the enemy's land, whether far away or near, uh, you know he's prophesying now because they are going to be carried away. Anyway, if they take to the heart in the land where they have been taken captive and they repent and pray to you in the land of their captors saying, we have sinned and done wrong, we have acted wickedly and you already know that's a prophecy because that's exactly what's happening right now as I speak. Yaha, you know what the prophecy is. You know what the prophecy is, saints. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. If they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies who have taken them captive and they pray to you toward the land of Yasharel, which you gave their fathers, the city of Jerusalem, which you have chosen and the house which I have built for your name and presence, then hear their prayer and their supplication. And he will, and he does. That's a prophecy. For your dwelling 
Let me turn this page. It's like onion pages. Place and maintain their right in their defense of their cause. Mm -hmm. So forgive your people who have sinned against you and all the transgressors which have committed against you and made them objects of passion before their captors. Uh-huh. That they will be merciful to them. Uh-huh. For they are your people and your heritage to whom you brought out of Mizraim from the midst of the iron furnace of slavery and oppression. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know who the slaves and who the oppressors are and who are the oppressed. You know this already. You know this. Some hearts is going to be pricked with this information. I'm reading straight up out the Bible. Your heart's going to be pricked. But if you are a child of the most high and you determined to go with him, you're going to have to face some truths. You're going to have to face it and keep on and do better. That's the expectation. Anyway, these are the two flocks, the children of Israel and the honorary ones. 52, that your eyes may be open to the supplication of your servant and to the supplication of your people, Yasharel, to listen to them and to be attentive to them whenever they call on you. For you single them out from all the peoples on the earth. Yes, they are the children. Those humiliated children that's in the land of their captivity. Yeah, that's them. The ones who's acting foolish. The ones who's fighting against one another, shooting each other down. That Everybody hates them everywhere. Uh-huh, that's them. Yeah, that's them. Uh-huh, for the blood of Yaakov is running in their veins. Yep, that's them. You declared... Through Moses, your servant, Moshe, when you have brought our fathers out of Mizraim that they call Jesus, O Yahweh, mm -hmm. if Solomon ain't preaching and prophesying, if he ain't ministering, Solomon's benediction, so you already know he was ministering to the assembly and talking to the most high and being humble and grateful to the most high. Mm -hmm. When Solomon finished offering this entire prayer and supplication to the most high, mm -hmm, he arose from before the most high's altar where he knelt down with his hands and stretched forward. That's how you're supposed to address the most high. Stretched towards heaven. Then he stood and blessed all the assembly of Yasharel with a loud voice saying, and he didn't even have no microphone. Blessed be the most high who has given rest to his people in Yasharel in accordance with everything that he has promised. Uh-huh. No one word has failed all his good promise, which he has spoke through Moses, his servant. May the most high our L be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us nor forsake us, which is abandon us to our enemies. Mm -hmm. So you stop listening, children of Israel. Let me take a water break.
that he may guide our hearts to himself to walk in his ways. That means following him and to keep his commands, his statutes, his precepts ah, and laws. It says it here, black and white. He commands as he commanded our fathers. Let these words of mine, hold on, I need to highlight. Mm -hmm. Need to highlight so I can refer to this later on because sometimes I'll be forgetting when I be focused. Ooh, yeah. Let these words of mine with which I have made supplication before the Most High be near to the Most High RL day and night so that he will maintain the cause and right of his servant and of his people, Yasharel, as each day requires so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Most High is the L and there's no one else. Say what now? Say who now? The Most High is the L, not Buddha, not whoever else, not the Pali uh, gods, nobody. The L is the L, okay? And it is what it is. Therefore, your hearts are to be wholly devoted to the Most High, your L, and to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as you are doing today. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's talking to the children of Israel, but he's also talking to everybody else. You already heard what Solomon said. He's prophesying. Then... The king of all the people of Yasharel, who is Solomon, with him repeatedly offered sacrifice to the Most High. Solomon offered as peace offerings to the Most High 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all Yasharel dedicated the house, which is the temple, to the Most High. On the same day, the king consecrated the middle of the courtyard that was in the front of the temple of the Most High, for he offered there the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings because of the bronze altar that was before the Most High was too small to hold all the burnt offerings and the grain offerings and the fat of the peace offerings. So, that, so at that time, Solomon held the feast and all Yasharel with him, a great assembly from the entrance of the Hamath on the northern border of Yasharel to the brook of Mizraim at Yasharel's southern border. Hold on, I'm underlining as I'm talking because I need to keep this. Before the Most High RL, for seven days and seven more days beyond the prescribed period for the Feast of Booths, 14 days in all. Why? Because it was too much stuff to sacrifice, so they had to continue to do it. Yes. Glorifying the name of the Most High. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Let it be so. Amen. Okay. Oops. I'm highlighting and talking at the same time, so it's messing up. All right. On the 18th, excuse me, on the 8th, 15th day, uh, let me read this again because I'm getting jumbled up. Verse 66. 
on the eighth day, he sent the people away and they blessed the king. Then they went to their tents, joyful and in good spirits because of all the goodness, which the most high has showed to David, his servant and Yasharel, his people. Okay. Mm. Well, well, well. Now we on the highlights of chapter nine. Tell me the most high ain't a good L all the time. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. He never changed his mind. That's wonderful because we don't like people who change their mind. We don't know how to take those kind of people. They iffy. You don't know what's going on from one minute to the next. Well, you can't even rely on them. You don't like that. Mm -mm. Highlights from chapter nine. Hold on. Verse one through nine, Yah's covenant in a vision with Solomon. 10 through 14, the mutual presence of Solomon and Hiram. 15 through 23, in Solomon's works, the Gentiles were his bondsmen, the Yasharel's honorable servants. 9 through 24, oh, I'm sorry, 24 itself, because we're in uh, chapter 9. Pharaoh's daughter removes to her house. 25, Solomon's yearly solemn sacrifices. 26 through 28, his navy fetches gold from Ophir. Let's get into this. Hold on. The Most High's promise and warning. Now it happened when Solomon had finished building the house, which is the temple of the Most High, and the king's house, which is the palace, and all else which he was pleased to do, that the Most High appeared to Solomon a second time, just as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. Now you already know he appeared to him at Gibeon. And this time he's appearing again because he's going to talk to Solomon and make sure Solomon knows what's going down. All right? Because you already know the most high already knows what's going to happen before we know. Because he made us. The most high told Solomon, I heard your prayer and supplication which you have made before me. So he's telling him, oh, I heard what you said when you said what you said. I heard it. I have consecrated this house which you have built by putting my name and my presence there forever. So even if the house is not there right now, it's there. It's there. Okay, because uh, Most High is not um, bound by space and time. I already told you the Most High is already in the new place. He ain't talk about this place no more. This is why it says what it says. This is what I'm saying. The average person is going to read this and be like, what? And they're going to think, okay, they ain't going to think nothing about it. Because forever in those terms don't even mean nothing to people who's not walking in the will of the Most High. Who the Ruach ain't dealing with. Okay? My heart shall be there perpetually. That means it's there. Okay? And this earth, on this earth, it ain't there. 
because um they already uh bulldozed it down and tore it up and tore all took all of the uh the priceless artifacts out of it go to the vatican go downstairs where they hide and all the artifacts and you'll see i'm not talking about the ark of the covenant and all the real important things that the most high took i already told you apocalypse of barack i'm talking about all the rest of the gold and silver that they stole aha Go to the Vatican and find out where it is. You already know who the great ore is with all the jewels and stuff. Where do you think they got the jewels? Back to what I was saying. Fast for you. If you walk and live your life before me as David, your father, walked in integrity of heart aha, and uprightness, acting in accordance with everything that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and precepts. Now, how many times do the Most High got to keep telling people this? He already told Solomon this before. Solomon already acknowledged it and said it before the congregation and the Most High saying again, why is he doing this? Because he already knows Solomon's going to fall and stumble and bumble. That's why. Why do you have to keep reiterating things to your children to make sure they don't do it, right? You know in the back of your mind, at some point, they're going to do it. They're going to try it. At some point, they're going to try it or try you. Yeah, that's what the Most High is doing. Then I will establish the throne in your kingdom over Yasharel forever. And he is going to do that. This is prophecy. Just as I promised your father, David, saying you shall not be without a man, which is a descendant on the throne of Yasharel. Now, I already told you, Solomon's in the line of the kings. Who was his father of fathers? One of the 12. Who was it? Judah. Who is Yahuda, the king? I already told you. Child number four is the king. Child number three is the priest. What's three or four? Seven. Stop playing. Back to what I was saying. I'm not even going to go into numbers with you, babe. Oof. But if you, your sons, and everybody else turn away from following me, there go the warning. Here it is. And do not keep my commandments, statutes, and laws, which I have said before you, but go to serve idols. Because it say other gods, I don't play them kind of games because most high is not a God. I already told you that. And serve idols because serving quote unquote gods is idolatry. So I will never say that if I can remember and help it. It's idols because the Most High is not a God. We already know this. We know this. We understand this. Okay. I'll read it again. But go and serve idols and worship them, which people are doing today. If you use your phone before everybody else, that's an idol. Okay. If you play it with your hair more than everybody else, that's an idol. That's idolatry. Okay. If you, whatever you worship and put in before the Most High is idolatry. Understand that and know that. Then I will cut off Yasharel from the land in which I have given them. This is the um, curse. If they ain't doing what the Most High said, he going to do what he do. And I will cast out of my sight the house in which I have consecrated for my name and my presence. Then Yasharel will become a proverb, a saying, and a byword. The object of ridicule. Let me tell you what the byword is. Because you're going to know who the children of Israel are. Yes, you are. 
You're going to know who the children of Israel are. What's that N-word? That's a byword. That's a, a word of ridicule, okay? An insult to the children of Israel. That's what it is. Why is it that the whole world knows that uh, byword? You're going to stop playing. That's the children of Israel. You're going to know who the children of Israel are. You will know who the children of Israel are. You're going to know them. You're going to know them. Uh-huh. You're going to know who the children of Israel are. And they will be humiliated until the Most High turns this around. It is what it is. And the Most High said, you will become a proverb, a saying, and a byword, an object of ridicule and insult among all the peoples. What he say? This is what I'm saying. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. You're going to know that. And you're going to understand that. Those children of Israel who don't know who they are and always wondering why everybody hates them and everybody's calling them names and everybody's saying they ugly and everybody's saying this and everybody understand why you in the position you in. Didn't have nothing to do with you because this happened way back when. Your job as a child of Israel, that's why I said know who you are, know who you belong to, is to repent. Not only are you repenting for yourself, you repenting for all your ancestors that did not listen to the most high. You already heard what Solomon did. You already heard him pray. You must repent not only for yourself, but for your ancestors. Mm -hmm. Okay. You through your ancestors, you make them perfect and you become perfect. Your spirit. Praise your hallelujah. You better know what the most high is saying. Giving you the, 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 the heads up. Verse eight. This house, which is a temple, will be a heap of ruins. This is the curse. If they don't listen, everyone who passes by, it will be appalled and sneer and say, why has the most high done such a thing to this land and to this house? And they who know will say, because they abandoned, they being the children of Israel, abandoned the most high, their Adam who brought their fathers out of the land of Mizraim and they have chosen idols and worship. This is what other people saying. Ah, they saying this today. Ah, the children of Israel who, who the whole world is lying and saying are Gentiles. So like I said, they've chosen idols and worship them and serve them. And this is the reason why the Most High, their El, has brought on them all this adversity. <laughs> Who got the most adversity in the world? I'm not talking about right now for a season. I'm talking about they've been scattered. They've been tortured. They've been everything. I'm not talking about the people today that's fighting back and forth because they still, they're still together. The children of Israel are not even together. They've been scattered. You know who the children of Israel are. They're the only ones that have been scattered all over. Separated in every area, in every um, point of their lives. Individually, they separated. As a family, they separated. Their land is separated from them. Their nation is separated and scattered. Who, who can you say... What other nation can you say are separated in so many ways and so many systems? Only one, and that's the children of Israel because the most high did it. Nobody else. 
Understand that. Total separation in thought and in actions, spiritually. Because they didn't listen. Now, at the end of the 20 years in which Solomon had built two houses, the temple of the Most High and the palace of the king, mm-hmm, Hiram, the king of Tyre, has supplied Solomon with such as much seed, excuse me, has supplied Solomon with as much cedar and cypress timber from Lebanon and gold as he desired. At the time, the King Solomon gave Hiram 20 cities in the land of Galilee, northern Israel. So Hiram came to Tyre to see the cities in which Solomon had given him, and they did not please him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Hiram said, what are these cities good for? What you've given me, my brother. Okay? He's like, oh, I don't like this. But what, what is this? So they have been called the land is the land of Kabul, meaning like nothing, unproductive to this day. So Kabul, if there's a Kabul around there, that's what it means. Nothing. It means like the land ain't nothing. There it is. <laughs> Child, these people are a mess. And Hiram sent to the king 120 talents of gold. You see how rich Solomon was? Now, this is the account of the forced labor which the king sent to build the house of the Most High. His house, the, let me read it again. Now, on this account of the forced labor, forced, F-O-R-C-E-D, forced, which King Solomon constripted to build the house of the Most High, his own house, the Millow fortification, the wall of Jerusalem, which is Jerusalem, and the fortress cities of Hazar, Megiddo, and Giza. For the Pharaoh, king of Mizraim, had gone up and taken Giza, burned it with fire, and killed the Canaanites who lived in the city, and had given it as a dowry to his daughter, Solomon's wife. Mm. They a mess. Now, you know the king, um, the king still had power of uh, Mizraim, still had power, but he wasn't a world power like he was back then. Still had it though. So Solomon rebuilt it and fortified it. And these are um, the lands of Giza and Lower Beth Horon, Balath, and Tamar in the wilderness in the land of Yahuda, and all the storage cities which Solomon had and the cities for his chariots, and the cities for his horsemen, and whatever it pleased Solomon to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, Lebanon, and all the land under his rule. 
As for all the people who were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, those are the leftovers. I understand that because remember, uh, Yashua was fighting them for a long time. Who were not of the sons and the descendants of Yasharel. Uh-huh. Now I want you to understand something. There was mixing and mingling going on. I already told you that. Mixing and mingling going on. I'm going to read it again. For as, all, for as for all the people who were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which there was no Jays, who were not of the sons, which are the descendants of Yasharel, their children who were left after them in the land whom Yasharel were unable to completely destroy from them Solomon levied and conscribed forces of being laborers. So they was laborers, kind of like slaves, but laborers. Okay, so they did labor to this day of the day of the writing of this um, sequel. But Solomon did not make slaves of the sons of Yasharel because they was mixed and mingled with those peoples. Remember, the children of Israel didn't get rid of all of those inhabitants. Remember, that's why the Most High uh, reprimanded them. Because some of the brothers and they, um, their uh, kids didn't get rid of them. Remember that. <laughs> remember that. And remember what the Most High said about how they could come into the, um, who can and who can't come into the um, house of the Most High if you mixed. Understand this. This all is relevant. It's all relevant. So Solomon made um, laborers, which is slaves, out of the people who they knew was those from those nations. And if they wasn't from those nations and they knew that these were children of Israel, they didn't make them slaves. Okay? They made them soldiers. So I'm going to read it. 22, Solomon did not make them slaves. The sons... Uh, who came from Yasharel directly and not mixed and mingled. For they were men of war, soldiers, his servants of his officers and captains and chariot commanders and horsemen. That's who um, Solomon made. Okay, so they all had a purpose. They was not mistreated. Not even the um, the people that came from the mingles, people from the Amorites, Hivites, Jebusites, uh, Parasites. They wasn't even um, treated bad. That's what you need to understand. Within the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands, the Most High said, do not mistreat anybody. This is why they still stand. This is why these laws still stand. He said, don't mistreat anybody. Where is it that he, he changed his mind? This is what I mean about the uh, laws being ethical and moral. Don't mistreat nobody. Not the people of your uh, chosen Yasharel and not the aliens that come into your land. Don't mistreat nobody. Back to what I was saying, 23. These were the chief officers who were Solomon's work, who were over Solomon's work. 550 who ruled over the people doing the work. As soon as Pharaoh's daughter came up from the city of David to her house in which Solomon had built for her, 
Then he built the Milo, which is fortification, three times a year during the major annual uh, festivals. Solomon offered burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar he had built to the Most High, and he burnt incense with them before the Most High. So he finished the house of the Most High. Verse 26, King Solomon built a fleet of ships. Mm-hmm. And Ez Gerba, which is near Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea, which is the Sea of Reeds, in the land of Edom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hiram, the king of Tyre, sent his servants with the fleet, the sailors who knew the sea, along with the servants of Solomon. Let me stop that right there and say this. What did um that king know? The king had people who knew the sea. So if you know the sea, then you know the lands surrounding those seas. So how did people get from one place to another? Those people who was melanated? Because trust me, they didn't just stay in one land. And these are not the children of Israel. These are other melanated nations who was indigenous to the world. They was here first. Indigenous people are melanated. Indigenous people are melanated. Even today, to this day, they are. Any indigenous person that's at, that is indigenous to the land that they in, they melanated. And I need you to know that and understand that. All right. 27. And Hiram, the king of Tyre, sent his servants with the fleet, sailors who knew the sea, so if they knew the sea, they knew the surrounding lands that was by the sea, along with the servants. Now I'm going to say this, the sea is two, the sea covers two thirds of this world, two thirds, and it's one third of land. If his, if his people knew the sea, don't you think they knew all the lands around the sea? That's what you need to understand. So did they not travel everywhere? They wasn't bound to where they was. They was already wherever they was. I already told you this. I didn't already said this. There's people that's melanated that was here way, 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 way before everybody else. Everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. Verse 28. Oh, let me go back to 27 because I have to finish it. And Hiram, the king of Tyre, sent his servants with the fleet, sailors who knew the sea, along with the servants of Solomon. They came to Ophir and took 420 talents of gold from there and brought it to King Solomon. Now, we are finished this um, outline, outline number three, with its readings and its chapters. I hope every day I read another outline with the chapters that you learn something. Learn a little bit about your forefathers. Learn a little bit about your spiritual forefathers, second flock. Understand how they were. They were human beings just like me and you. 
struggling, trying to get by, trying to do right by the most high, trying to walk in his will, which is his law, statutes, precepts, and commands. You see how many times the most high keep visiting people and telling them to um, to stay in the law, statutes, precepts, and commands. This is old, old Testament, New Testament now. Old Testament, New Testament now. Now I'm going to say this one caveat before I sign off. Within those 613 laws and the Ten Commandments, I'm not even going to put the Ten Commandments in there. I'm just going to say the 613 laws. Because the 613 laws with the commands are followed by Deuteronomy 28, which is blessings and curses. If you don't listen to the law, statute, precepts, and commands, you're going to be cursed. If you listen to the law, statute, precepts, and commands, children of Israel, you're going to be blessed. Now, I need you to understand this. Within those 613 laws, Yeshua who came, to fulfill the law, aha, uh -huh, the law. Yeshua came to fulfill the law. Did he say anything about the commands? No. Okay? He came to fulfill it. Most of those laws are already fulfilled, but a lot of those laws are still ethical laws, like treat people with respect. You need to understand and listen to what the law said. So Yahshua said he came to fulfill the uh, the law, right? What are the laws? Those 613 laws, because the commandments are the 10 commandments, which is a shortening of the laws. So he didn't say nothing about the commandments, but he said he came to fulfill the law. So much of the law is fulfilled by Yahshua. However, a lot of those laws are ethical and moral laws, meaning respect one another, respect your brethren, respect people, uh, other people, uh, love one another. These are within the laws. That still stands. That's what people need to understand. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying, not your own interpretation. Understand that. And and if you are, like I said, in the Ruach, if the Ruach is dealing with you, the Ruach's going to catch it and show you what it is so that you can catch it. Well, the Ruach already knows because the Ruach is the truth. We already know. Okay? So with that, I say I hope that you enjoy your Sabbath. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your meditation. Enjoy um, learning about the most high, enjoy being in the word of the most high and walking with the most high. You're supposed to do this every day, but for the Sabbath, mainly enjoying the most high and having rest from the toils of this life. This is why the Sabbath was for uh, man. The Sabbath was made for man and not man the Sabbath because every day the average person is busy and bombarded with everything. This Sabbath day, which is called Saturday, is the day of rest. The Most High is thinking of you this day for you to rest, not to get up and go to work, not to get up and, and do everything or you're running around. It's for you to rest. The whole world's being fooled by saying that Sunday's the day of rest. But where in the world does Sabbath mean Sunday? I already told you the world is full. You better snap out of it because time is running out, babies. Time is running out. So with that, I say, enjoy yourself. I hope that you continue to tune in as I keep giving it to you and more and more intense. It will come 
more uh, words of the most high, more, more books, more seifers, more world news. Everything is um, relevant. Everything. With that, I say until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth of the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content you can also save a life by sharing this valuable content go ahead save a life today thanks If you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.